Caring for kittens is no easy feat. That's why we've partnered with the National Kitten Coalition to host the online kitten conference, a whole weekend of learning how to care and support the smallest and most vulnerable felines. Join us the weekend of June 10th through 12th. Details and registration are available now at the communitycatspodcast.com. You've tuned in to the Community Cats Podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats Podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I've been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. And today we're speaking with Marta Negro. Marta is a traveler who decided to adopt a dog while traveling around Thailand. And because of COVID, had to go back without her. After all of the stressful process to find a flight volunteer to bring the dog back to Europe, she came up with the idea of a platform which allows travelers to offer themselves as transport volunteers and use the searcher to find cats and dogs in need of a ride. And the organization that Marta started is called Help the Dog Fly. Welcome to the show, Marta. Thank you very much for inviting me. So before we dive into all the details about your organization that you started during COVID, tell us first, like, why are you passionate about cats? When I'm passionate about cats and about every animal in, in the world, to be honest. But it's true that I grew up with cats. And I'm from Madrid, but I wasn't living in the capital, so it was a bit outside. Uh, so they always had like direct access to the street. So they were more like kind of street cats and they were coming with me to the school when I was coming back, they were still there in the same point where, where I left them. So they were kind of dogs. So I grew up with cats, but have dogs. Uh, but then with the pass of the time, then now I'm more surrounded by dogs rather than of cats. But I love them anyway. But it sounds like the first cats you were introduced to were community cats, really. The cats that were with you at school and one of the cats that I adopted, my first cat that I adopted for myself, not for the family you know, he was a great cat because I would, uh, I was in college at the time and I'd walk to the laundromat and he would just follow along with me and come with me to the laundromat and wait for me out with me outside while he's was waiting for everything to get done. And then we'd walk back home and it wasn't a big deal. And, you know, so it's, it's really nice when there are cats out there. There's, there is a romantic positive to having outdoor community cats, as well as there are some hardships too. Yeah, exactly. So they were exactly the same. Then they were entering at home just to sleep, but they were having really a, a free life. <laughs> yeah, excellent. So, you know, it seems like you've gotten into this uh, helping animal space within the period of COVID. So how was your relationship with animals and helping animals before COVID? And then sort of tell us a little bit about your experiences traveling this new COVID world that we're in and, and how you decided to try and help animals that way. So basically, well, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a vet because I love animals. Uh, but then the studies, they went in another direction. Uh, but then I knew that I wanted to have animals in my life somehow. So I've been always doing certain volunteering. I did some volunteering in Cabo Verde with turtles and different ways. But then in 2019, I decided to do a big trip alone. And along the way, I was stopping in different places to do volunteering. And when I arrived to Thailand, I decided to volunteer in a shelter with more than 500 dogs and like 50 cats. So I was there. I've been like, yeah, like, it was like around 10 days. So I was surrounded there, helping in the clinic, like 
it was an amazing experience, also really hard because they were really short of resources, uh, but it was amazing. And then I went traveling and while the paperwork of the dog that I decided to adopt was getting ready and then was March 2020. So all COVID happened. I was in Myanmar by that time and I had to run, go, trying to go back to Thailand. And then I decided that I had to go back home because everyone was saying, look, Marta, this situation is becoming really bad. So why you don't come back home and leave your dog there and then uh, you manage to bring it back. So I did that, and during the process to find the ways to bring her, I discovered all this world of transport volunteers that, being a traveler, I never heard about it, to be honest. So it was really hard to find them uh, because they're just, uh, by that time, exist Facebook groups where people like look for them and they say, look, I have this dog that needs to travel. Uh, but as many travelers, they don't know about it. It's really difficult to find them too. So, well, I managed to bring my dog, but then I thought probably many people struggle to find people to, to help them moving their animals. So why no one created a, a platform where you can like do a searcher kind of, I don't know, like a sky scanner where you write the destination, the from to the date, and that's it. So I did my research. No one done it before. And as I'm studying web design and development, I decided to develop it myself. So with the help of another co-founder, uh, we've been work working for up to a year or even more. And we launched the first version uh, last year in August 2021. So we tested with people, uh, we fixed the problems, and now it's, it's running. So now we are just waiting with open arms to people to sign up and help cats and dogs to, to arrive home. And this is focused solely on folks that need to fly an animal from A to B. And how do you deal with the paperwork at each like location and the traveling between countries? Well, uh, we are open to every kind of transport. You have the option to, to sign up and ride your, your, I don't know, your car uh, transport between uh, within city, cities. So it's like can be boat, trips, uh, trains, every kind of transport. But it's true that there are more need of long trips. So basically, uh, usually all the animals, they are related to shelters or organizations that are behind them. So everyone prepared the paperwork, all the organization prepared the paperwork, and the traveler just has to show up the day of the, of the trip. And all the paperwork is going to be handed to them, and they are going to fly with the animals. So it's pretty straightforward. Most of our listeners are, are cat folks here, for sure. But I just have to say, you know, when traveling with seeing animals, especially large dogs, and traveling in the planes and the worries about, you know, how are they kept in the, in the cargo hold and, and that kind of stuff. What, have you learned any information in this whole process, learning things about different airlines, how they handle animals? Like, is there a ranking system of what airlines, you know, do a better job in handling animals? I do worry when I see those dogs in the big crates sort of sitting there coming off with people's skis. It's a little bit funny. Yeah. Well, I, I thought that they were in the same compartment, like the luggage. I thought that they were like side to side, but apparently not. They have a special place for them that has the same temperature and the same pressure at the cabin where the passengers goes. So it should be safe. And actually with the amount of animals that they fly and they move along a year, there are just no many, like just a tiny percent that suffer any accident. So it's not a, a big deal. And the good thing about cats is that they go in the cabin with you. So that is good. It's easier maybe 
for the cat, if it's a really long trip, it's going to struggle a bit. So I will always recommend to do kind of a crate training before to go to the plane. So a few weeks before to try to train the cat to be comfortable in the, in the crate where, where he's going to spend the, the trip, basically. But I didn't listen many, to be honest, many problems along the travelers or along the, the transports. The actual crates that you have to use for cats, can they be the soft crates or do they have to be hard crates or is there a preference, one or the other? I think can be both, can be both. I will use more the hard ones because they have more room to turn around and to be more comfortable. Uh, but it's true that it's a bit more uncomfortable for the passenger because it's a bit, they are a bit bigger. But I think can be can be both in, in every airline. I think every airline has different rules, to be honest. So... When you do this kind of trip, you always have to go to the airline that, that you chose to try to set, to see all the specifications. I know when you first started out doing this, this was all focused around, you know, the dog that you adopted and you've moved several dogs around, but you've also done cats too. And your program is welcome to having cats transported around. And um, we actually, several months ago during the online cat conference, we had a virtual tour of a cat shelter, cat organization, Let's Be Smart, out of Greece. And many of the cats that they have in their program are adopted out in the UK. And they're, they're flying pretty regularly, you know, cats up to the UK for adoption. So here in the United States, we probably think, oh, my gosh, that's pretty incredible, taking all that resources and flying the cats up to the the UK, you know, is this, are there a lot of cats being flown around? Is it your sense that there's a lot of movement for cats? Well, I think that it is. And actually I'm based now in Edinburgh and I can see that here uh, you don't see a stray dogs or a stray cats. Like actually people, they adopt like overseas or in, a, in other countries because it's really difficult to find and to adopt here a, an animal, which is great. You know, it's like all the animals here, they have a house. So um, I think that is what happened. Like, Many people from UK, uh, they choose to adopt abroad, like in, in Spain, where we have a lot of stray animals, or Greece, or Romania. There are many Romanian dogs around here. So it's pretty common to, to fly dogs and cats. And actually, we have few in the, in the website where they travel usually from Madrid to Berlin, because also in Germany, they, they adopt from Madrid many, many cats. So there are many uh, like shelters or or organization that creates partnership with people and with other organizations in different countries. And they move animals really, really often. How does a, an organization or an individual like get onto the, I mean, do they just send an email and just say, hey, I'd like to join up or is there training or, you know, do you do anything specific to onboard individuals who are interested in doing this? So we have two options to join. Like we have, uh, if you are needing help from a volunteer, you have the, to register as a pet parent in our, in our website. And then you have to create a profile for your animal uh, to give us all the information about uh, where needs to fly, which dates, give us a little of its story because we know that people is driven by stories. So we always say, tell us as much as you can and we can try to, I don't know, to share it in social media and to try to reach more travelers, right? And to arrive to their hearts so <laughs> to try to catch them. And then the other side, they are travelers, so they just can uh, register and they can write their, their future trip that they are going to do. So basically, they are different searchers, so they can find themselves inside of the platform and they can arrange all the details inside. And, and yeah, well, we always are here to answer any question or any or any problem. 
but so far so good everyone mostly all the pet parents they know everything because they are really really well informed to the way that they need to do the things uh, so usually they guide the, trans- the the helper or or the traveler along the all the the way i would assume most of these plans to move uh, animals from a to b it's not urgent, I would say, you know, not for like a disaster response or anything like that. I know sometimes when like a hurricane hits the South in the United States, they'll have, they'll move all the animals that are in the shelters out because then they feel like after the hurricane hits, they'll use that as an emergency shelter. This program is not set for that kind of uh, a reaction. No, no. Then no. to be honest, we, we didn't encounter that situation good good for it so basically there are people there that they are being waiting for months or even years to move their pets so they are all the, all the time they're waiting for a traveler to to jump and and help them so that's why one of the innovation of our platform is that we are focused on getting travelers and educate them because 80% of the travelers they don't know about it and they don't know that they can give an extra purpose to their trips when when they go on holidays you know and then you go back and help an animal so we are trying to ed- educate all the traveler community so that there's another option of volunteering while, while you are traveling. Excellent. Ever wanted to quickly connect, collaborate, or problem solve with others in the animal welfare field who are, you know, real people? Look no further than Maddie's Pet Forum. Maddie's Pet Forum brings people of animal welfare together with the common goal to keep more people and pets together. We share ideas, expertise, offer each other support, resources, and more. Visit forum.maddiespetforum.org slash cats. Maddie's Pet Forum. Come for an answer. Stay for the community. Could your animal welfare organization use a tune-up? Humane Network can help. You can get a free 30-minute consultation to talk through your challenges and get ideas on how your organization can be more successful with less stress. From board development and fundraising to strategic planning and operations, Humane Network has got you covered. Whether you're a large or small, nonprofit or government, it's a live and thriving program led by a certified animal behavior consultant features specially designed training for shelter and clinic staff on enrichment, stress reduction, safe animal handling, and behavior modification. With Humane Network, you receive individualized advice and support customized to meet your organization's unique needs. And Humane Network can lighten your load by taking on fundraising, communications, and other tasks you struggle with. Contact Humane Network today for a free 30-minute consultation. Visit humanenetwork.org. That's humanenetwork.org. Team Dubert is at it again, and now they have an amazing companion case management module that once again revolutionizes how you rescue animals. Dubert partnered with Dallas Pets Alive and the Spay Neuter Network to build a powerful solution that allows you to manage cases of any kind. Whether owner surrender calls or emails, community cat tracking and reporting, Dubert is the only system that integrates two-way text messaging, automatic follow-ups, and even a rehoming solution that every organization can use. No more trying to manage 10 different technologies when everything is all in one place and tightly integrated. From fostering to transport, fundraising to e-commerce, supply and demand to case management, Dubert has everything you need to streamline your operations so you can focus on saving more animals. Check out the new companion case management module at www.dubert.com CCM and get signed up today. A little bit about your organization. Is it, is it a nonprofit organization? Well, it's a social enterprise. All the profits, oh. they are going to be always reinvested in the platform. Um, all the profits, they are going to be always 
send it to work with animals, like pro bono cases where they are going to be waiting. I know if it, there's an animal that's been waiting for months or for years because they don't find the perfect match, uh, we are going to use that profit to help them. So that is the that is the plan. We still don't have much profit, to be honest, um, but hopefully this is going to take off and it's going to get known worldwide and we can help as many animals as possible. Sounds great. That sounds excellent. We do here in the United States, we have an organization called Dubert.com and, and they similar. move animals around within the United States and they're a, a great supporter also of the Community Cats podcast. So just wanted to uh, to mention that. And, and you d- talked a little bit about as an organization. So you said you're so- a socially conscious organization or and transparency. You talked about guiding principles. Would you like to share those with us? Yeah, basically, as you as you mentioned, our first value is transparency. Uh, we want to be really transparent with the numbers, uh, with the income that we receive, with even with the hours that we are investing ourselves. Uh, because we, for now, we are not getting paid absolutely anything. We are investing our time and our money to make this grow. So we want to be transparent as well from the beginning to, till the end. So in the moment that this is going to grow and we are going to receive money, we are going to be transparent about it. People is going to be able to know for what we use it, how we use it, and to know everything. Because I believe in transparency and I would like to, to see that in another company. And basically, also, we want to be sustainable. So for every successful trip, we're going to start planting trees here in Scotland. So that is another, another thing that we want to, to implement. And basically, we are trying to make things easier. All the, the little, the small print, we want to make it bigger. So... When you sign signing the plat- platform, you need to know that also travelers, um, you need to be responsible. So you are not taking just a luggage. So you are taking an animal and we make you read like all the responsibilities that you have to have when you decide to become a, a transport volunteer, right? Because animals are important. They have feelings. So you have to like animals. And also one thing inside the platform, usually pet parents, they they offer monetary rewards to tra- to travelers sometimes pocket money to help to reward that that help but we don't believe just in money so we open uh, to for the pet parents to also offer accommodation or give a gift or nothing or just uh, like the thank you right because it's a volunteering thing so we know that there are many people giving money like trying to encourage travelers uh, to do it uh, but one of the rules that we set in the platform is that, or we recommend to the pet parents, never give more money than the ticket of the, the transport cost, because we don't want this to become a business for yeah. the travelers. It's important that you are doing it because you really love animals, not because you are earning profit of it and become like a job, right? So there are certain things that we really we have really, really clear about it, and that is it's not going to change along the way. And, and we are really open about it. So everyone can read it in the website and can go to the, our values. And we are really open as well always to receive feedback because we know that probably we are going to do mistakes along the way. <laughs> Sorry, along the way. So we are open to hear everything. If someone has an idea, if someone wants to help, we are open about everything, to be honest. And there are individuals out there who do this for extra money you yeah. know, the traveling yeah. around. So there are people out there that are interested in doing it either as like independent contractors or, you know, maybe for an organization, I don't know, but I've definitely read stories about individuals who do the flying around with, to move animals around the country. For- yeah, like fly nannies, they call themselves. 
<laughs> you know, as an entrepreneur, as somebody who's just started a new business, and a lot of folks are interested in starting new um, nonprofit organizations for Trap New to Return, Rescue Kitties, you know, Kitten Foster Care, a variety of different types of nonprofits. And so we're all starting businesses, we're all managing businesses. Since you've been doing this for a couple of years, are there challenges that you have encountered um, that you didn't expect? All the work that is involved, to be honest. Right now in the team, we are like two people and a half. One developer is the half. And then myself, I'm doing all the marketing. I'm doing the social media. I'm doing uh, designing the website, the networking, attending interviews. So it's exhausting. So when you always think to open or to be an entrepreneur, you don't think that you're going to have so much work to do. Like every day you have an endless to-do list. But then on the other side, um, this is the first time that I feel so in line with a project, like with the values, with the purpose. I'm a traveler. I love traveling and also I love animals. So it's the first time uh, that I feel connected with it. So I think it's really important when you start something that you really feel part of it and that you have the, the feeling that you want to talk about it all the time to everyone, to everyone know about it. Uh, because if you, you don't have that, all this effort that you have along the way is not going to be worth it. And in at some point, you are not going to persevere on, on the objective, right? Because my objective right now is to make this platform known worldwide and become a reference in the, in the traveling and volunteering uh, all area, right? Like every traveler, when they speak in a hostel, say, look, I'm traveling in this way. Uh, ah, yeah, go to Hell the Dog Fly. You can fly as well and you can help an animal doing this. So I want to be in, in the community of travelers. So all these travelers that they, they know that they can be doing something while, while they are traveling and enjoying themselves. So. Is there a story that you'd like to share from your travelers? Well, right now, I, that doesn't come to my mind, to be honest. I just have my own story with Tispa um, that was really hard. And I, as a pet parent, I feel really identified with every story that I read in the website. Um, there are many people that they've been waiting for, for months and even for years. And I, I feel them, you know, for me, it was really hard when I've been separated from my dog and was just two or three months. And I was feeling like I was failing her because I say, I'm going to bring you with me. And I haven't done it. And every day that was Passing was like, oh, so I, I know how they feel. That's why also I'm working hard because I've been there and I want to help these people because I felt really frustrated that time. Um, so I don't, I don't like that when someone feels like that and I know that is hard. So just working for the animals and also for the pet parents that they are suffering. So at the end of the day, it sounds like you're, you're focused on each individual case, but you're also focused on the fact that you want to help each individual case and, and ensure that those animals are getting to their their parents yeah because also i know that one of the the difficulties in this process is the transport and if we make uh transport a cat or a dog easily to be in, when when it's adopted probably more people would adopt animals because they will feel that it's not hard to do it it's not challenging um so i my, my biggest goal would be to impact in the worldwide percentage of adoptions. You know, like we make it really, really easy that everyone decides to adopt because it's easy to bring animals. 
I know that 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 is a big big dream, but I think we have to have bigger dreams, right? Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's great. That's just that's super. Getting the information out, everybody to understand it, be able to feel comfortable moving animals around is also really good. Making it seem easy, and and you're reducing a barrier, uh, you know, uh, to uh, to access to say, oh, I see this wonderful picture of a kitty in Greece. I will be able to believe I could adopt that kitty and have that exactly. kitty transported rather than say, oh, well, it's way over there. There's no way I'm going to get that cat, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. So it's really makes the world seem a little smaller for us, which is fantastic. Okay. If folks are interested in finding out more, Marta, about Help the Dog Fly, how would they do that? Just enter in our website, heledogfly.com. And if you know Spanish, we are developing the Spanish version as well, heledogfly.com slash ES. And all the social media, we are in all the social medias with the same name, heledogfly, so they can find us there. If you find us, just say hello. I'm really happy. I'm behind all the social media, so I'm really happy to receive messages. <laughs> and is there um, anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? No, thank you very much to to give me the space to speak about it. I Excellent. really appreciate it. Super. Marta, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Good luck with all of your efforts, and I hope we have you on again in the future. Yeah, thank you. That's it for this week. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. We love to hear what you think, and a five-star review really helps others find the show. You can also join the conversation with listeners, cat caretakers, and me on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to hit follow or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Thanks for listening, and thank you for everything that you do to help create a safe and healthy world for cats.